It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now with today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so very thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on TogiNet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. Our downloadable Apple podcast topic is titled Breakfast with Champions. And um, I came up with that because I wanted just to discuss all of the different ways that um, we all can become better entrepreneurs. And so a lot of the things that I'll discuss today are, um, you know, um, pearls of wisdom, if you will, that I've received over the years of interviewing great people just as you are. So if you'd like to come on the show, we would love to have you. Um, how we do that is we just, you know, we have you on the sh- Just give me a call <laughs> at 210-240-8845, and we can discuss the specifics, but it's very simple. Um, if you're a mover and influencer, then and you are leading by example and you have a product and or service, to sell, then um, we are the platform for you. Also, if you'd like to send me a line, you can write to lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. We also have two websites that you can go and look at to see what we've done uh, in the past. That's lisalewiscompany.com and also maryk.com forward slash Lisa Lewis. Today's sponsors are 700creditrepair.com. Uh, just give them a call. Uh, the phenomenal CEO and founder of that is Billy Alt, alongside his beautiful wife, Melissa Alt. And they have uh, been in business now for 15 years. So I dedicate this broadcast to them today. Happy 15 years. And we wish you many, many, many more. And um, yes, if your credit score is not at 850, then you still have work to do. There's still work to be done. And if you give them a call, because you are a valued listener, they will give you a free consultation. It takes about 30 minutes or so. And just have all of your pertinent information together, you know, your name, uh, how it appears on your driver's license or your birth certificate, uh, have your Social Security, correct Social Security number that's on your Social Security issued card, uh, um, administration card and uh, know your date of birth, things like that, and then they can help you from there. And again, if you don't have an 850, that means there's more work that can be done uh, if you want to have the perfect buying power and um, credit ratings. As we know, we are going into, you know, there's inflation, of course. Um, the economy, uh, to me, um is what it is. Uh, as you know, you see oil going up, uh, prices of everything is going up, including food, things like that. We have a shortage in uh, checkers that forward. That means that the supplies are at the docks. Therefore, the 
you know, and demand is uh, going to go up uh, the prices. So just look at the trends. Um, also, I try to advise to just get, you know, water, paper goods uh, that you may need, batteries for, get flashlights, get generators if you can afford those, um, you know, get, have your pantry stocked of non um, perishable things, just in case there is a, um, a situation like what we had last year here in February in uh, in Texas. So this it's just best to be as prepared as you can be. Also, look out for your outside uh, water bibs. Uh, make sure that those are wrapped accordingly. Uh, and then if you have seasonal plants, make sure that you cover those up, things of that nature. Uh, we plan to get, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be freezing weather today. We shall see. Right now where I'm sitting, we're at 35, which, you know, it's warm and cozy inside. So I don't get to feel that. <laughs> but it is 35 degrees here today. So um, also, we send our love and prayers to all those up north who are shoveling snow and just trying to make it to work safely. Be careful out there on the road. And let all of those that are working from home, let's be thankful that that's our position. So let's learn how to run and grow our business more effectively and efficiently. Uh, do you need help re-energizing your business? Are you out of creative ideas for reaching your business goals? Then I've compiled a list of tips in order to help you improve your business. Consider it your checklist for maintaining a successful and profitable business. So let's talk about expanding your business. You want to take on the world, right? Uh, in order to do that, here are nine tips to keep in mind. If you are ever eyeing uh, a foreign shore, you want to research and map out your uh, export journey. You want to know where you want to go and go there. That's number two. Number three is take that decisive step and follow it up with sensible judgment. Number four, keep your ego in check. Number five, if it smells, looks, or feels bad, don't try to rationalize. Otherwise, just trust your instincts. Number six, treat people as you yourself want to be treated. It's very important. Number seven, make personal contact with attentiveness, courtesy, professionalism, and consistency. Number eight, factor in a three-year lead time for world market penetration. It starts, it takes time as well as patience. And number nine is in a global marketplace, welcome the unknown. Next up, we want to talk about where to find expansive financing. You may have used personal savings or borrowed money from family and friends to get started, but where do you go when it's time to grow your business? Uh, well, the, there are options, though, if you know where to look, then they are easier to assess. I'm sorry. I'd say go to the government route. Uh, many entrepreneurs get financing, including microloans from SBA-backed lenders. Then also you can talk to your vendors. That is a way, um, a method of obtaining finances for supplies or materials is to approach them and um, ask for a line of credit so that you can stock your inventory or buy raw materials for your products without having to put the cash up front. 
next we are going to talk about should you open another location? This might not be your best choice for business expansion, but it's what often comes to mind first for so many entrepreneurs considering expansion. Take a look at, uh, take a listen as I share with you the following six tips in order to see if opening a second location is the right move for you. Okay, first up, make sure you're maintaining a consistent bottom line profit and that you've shown steady growth over the past few years. Number two is look at the trends, both economic and consumer, for indications on your company's staying power. Number three on the list is make sure your administrative systems and management team are extraordinary. You'll need them in order to get the new location up and running. Number four is prepare a complete business plan for a new location. Number five is determine where and how you'll obtain financing. And number six on the list is choose your location based on what's best for your business and not your wallet. Next, let's talk about taking uh, a vacation. And this is under continuing your personal development. Many small business owners brag about how indispensable they are and that they never take vacations. However, if you're not taking time to unwind, you're setting a terrible example for your employees and for your family, right? Um, Not taking a vacation is not a sign of an indispensable business owner, right? It's the mark of an irritable boss with high employee turnover. You've got to prepare for that first vacation so you can really take it easy while you're sleeping pina colada, virgin, of course, on your Caribbean lounge chair. If you're afraid to take a vacation, you may be too active in the mundane day-to-day tasks of your business and not be allowing um, for the same task as your employees, right? Stop it immediately. The leader is the visionary. So the people that you've paid to work in those positions, allow them to do that without micromanaging them. You have to start by making sure you've adequately trained your employees to do their jobs, then allow them to perform those jobs. As your employees have more success and fewer failures, they will relish the more demanding challenges ahead, leaving you time to build your business and leaving you time for a vacation. That is so true. You know, I love vacation time, and I usually do mine in the, we do ours in the summer, due to the fact that our son goes to school about eight and a half months out of the year, which is like a, you know, job in itself, and, and, and you know, as he would say, <laughs> it's a J-O-B. However, um, we look forward to having time off. Usually, we like to go either the whole summer or we usually pick in July, you know. And um, that gives us time to get out of school, do some things around the house, you know, uh, prepare for the new upcoming school year, and then we can take off. So um, just think of different areas of where you can vacation, you know. Um, It's interesting. I don't know if you all have noticed this. You could let me know, but... It's been kind of slow in our Airbnb um, business. No one has did anything this month yet. And I wonder if that's just because of, you know, the variants of COVID. 
Is that because more people are at home working so they don't need to travel? I don't know what that is. But anyway, I pray that things um, speed up for our Airbnb business very, very soon. (laughs) So on the other side of the break, we will come back and we will talk more on our topic for today, which is breakfast with champions. So stay tuned for more on the Lisa Lewis Show. Most everyone says they are happy to have a job. The latest studies show 15% of employees arrive late to work at least once or twice a week. Of course, there's always a good excuse for being late, right? And employers have heard them all. When it comes to reasons for being late, most of the teradiddles or little white lies employees impart to their bosses involve getting stuck in traffic, accidentally oversleeping, or bad weather. Then again, some excuses are a little more inventive, like the cat that had the hiccups, or I thought I had won the lottery. Talk about a lot of flapdoodle. One particular employee who was interviewed in the study said that if he arrives late for work, he always makes up for it by leaving early. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We are so very thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on Toginet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. Our downloadable Apple podcast topic is titled Breakfast with Champions. So let's delve in, shall we? Before the break, we were talking about, you know, uh, taking a vacation and that the, um, you know, if you're in the mundane, everyday uh, task of your business, then you're not allowing uh, for the task to be done by your employees. And you need to step back. And as long as you've hired the right people, let them um, go ahead and do what they are being paid to do and what they have the expertise to do. And you'll be better off and you can leave just in time for that great vacation. Next, we want to talk about developing your social capital. It is very similar to its monetary sibling, 
It, like monetary capital, is accumulated by an individual or a business and used in the production of wealth. Put more simply, it's the accumulation of resources developed through personal and professional networks. These resources include ideas, knowledge, information, opportunities, contacts, and, of course, referrals. Effectively developing your social capital can be a daunting task. However, doing so within a structured, organized networking framework will leverage your efforts and help you begin building your balance of capital to positively impact your bottom line. A key way that social capital is acquired is through networking because successful networking is all about building and maintaining solid professional relationships. Plan your word of mouth marketing efforts just as you would any marketing effort. Give referrals constantly. It helps build your contact network and good business karma as well. And show professionalism professionalism at all times. Being dependable, delivering a product on time, needing appointments consistently, and treating others with courtesy will give you a professional reputation and cause you to be remembered by those you wish to have become a contributor to your social capital. That is so important. Next, we want to think about creating a think tank for your business. You know, I love Shark Tank, so let's talk about a think tank. As a business professional, you need a constant supply of information in order to achieve success. You must stay aware of trends and issues and keep up with rapid economic and technological changes in order to become and stay competitive. You may have already discovered that it's next to impossible to keep up with all this information on your very own. Am I right? There's simply too much of it. It's an overload. Fortunately, the knowledge you lack is always someone else's specialty. So you can turn to others when you need help. There are usually at least a few people who can help you deal with certain issues or special problems that you may encounter in the business or profession you are in or are interested in entering. In lieu of specific knowledge, you must know in advance whom to contact and where to go in order to get the information that you so need. When you've identified your most important contacts, start connecting with the people in order to enhance and improve your knowledge network. As you do this, your network and information you need to build your business will expand and you will grow. Now let's talk about how to undertake a personal learning program. Oh my goodness. <laughs> As you all may or may not know, it has taken me uh, about a year and a half now in order to get through my schooling, uh, in order to become a realtor. And finally, I go um, and get my test done. And so I will be reporting back to you all within the next month if I indeed pass my national as well as my state exam and then I'll be a realtor in the big state of Texas 
where we do everything big. And then I will be calling upon you all who want to sell your property, sell land, or you want to purchase land. I'll be able to help you. And also, we have a specialist in our office that can assist you with if you are just renting right now. Because I know a lot of people probably don't want to be homeowners, right? You want to rent or, excuse me, you may be renting because your place is being built or you're transferring from another location and your property hasn't even been discovered yet. So um, I'll be able to help you all with that. So I do understand <laughs> the undertake of uh, personal learning and um, you know how that goes. You have to commit yourself to reading and or listening to at least one or two business books each month. Uh, I suggest you register for seminars and short classes that teach hands-on skills such as marketing, sales, accounting, legal issues, etc. The more you know about each subject matter, the better you'll be at supervising people who do those tasks for you. In general, you must make your education a priority and schedule significant amounts of time for it. While some of this can be squeezed into your day, such as reading while waiting in line on uh, the car line at school, <laughs> for sure. Um, also, maybe while you're waiting, um, if you went out to eat by yourself and you're waiting on your lunch or dinner, you could be reading. Um, much of it will require you to give up something else that is probably not as important, such as watching TV, right? It's a big time buster. Um, and then let's talk about why we should never stop learning. Long-term business success relies on continuous personal growth. Achieving that means being better today than you were yesterday and being better tomorrow than you are today. A common mistake for many entrepreneurs is that they just don't have time to work on the things that will make them better at what they do. They get caught up in the daily operations of their business and can't see past that. You may have heard the old say that some things are urgent and some are important, but few things are both. Many business owners spend their time on the urgent things because their lack of planning and long-term perspective continually creates additional urgent things. Self-education is a good example of something that is extremely important. However, it is not at all urgent. What you must do is immerse yourself in data and make it your goal to absorb and understand that information and then turn it into knowledge and then use that knowledge in order to gain experience. This, of course, is a long-term task. And the main reason most people fail to stay with it is because the feedback loop is so long. It often takes months of hard work before you start to see positive changes you won't see the changes as they happen. However, you'll look back one day and be amazed at how much your judgment and business skills have truly grown. You'll feel yourself start to think more clearly. You'll understand more of what you see and hear, and your entrepreneurial vision will become clear. That is so true. Trust me, I've been an, uh, an entrepreneur now for, oh, I feel like it's been much longer. Let's just say I made it official five years ago, but I feel like I've been an entrepreneur for at least 20 years, um, you know, just with 
the oddities that I've done over the last 20 plus years, being a um, a professional housekeeper, <laughs> a professional housewife, should I say, and a mom. So I just felt like through all of that, uh, the different things that I've dabbled in has definitely put me on the map for being an entrepreneur. Next, we're going to talk about some smart money uh, saving tactics. Uh, first up is uh, buying brain power. Sometimes it's not what you buy, but how you buy that will save you money. So listen as we check out these smart shopping tips. Let's see, what have I put together here? Time your payments. That's your different suppliers if they give discounts for early payment. If not, it's time, it's to your advantage, I'm sorry, to pay your bills, including utilities, taxes, and suppliers as late as possible without incurring a late fee. The longer money is in your account, the longer it's earning interest for you. Next up, join an association. Many trade and business associations have reasonable membership fees and offer discounts on everything from insurance, travel, and car rental, and long-distance phone service, prescriptions, and even golf course fees. Next up, seek at least three bids on everything. Even lending purchases merit shopping around. If you quote a competitor's lower price, a supplier or vendor will often match that price to win your business. Also, when it was when I went to um, inquire about getting an oil change about two three weeks ago, the, even the oil change place had of you know where I got my car from. It had. Um, that they would accept competitors' coupons. And I was like, oh, people still use coupons? <laughs> so that was so um, funny to just see that up there. And I'm like, okay, now I need to look for uh, oil change coupons. You know, hadn't, hadn't thought of doing that lately. Also, I do uh, advise, since we're talking about coupons, doing manufacturer coupons, because a lot of times, you know, the supermarkets that we um, go to, that we patron, they will take manufacturers' coupons. So, like, if you get the Thursday paper, you know how they just throw that little fly paper, local paper, usually they have a couple of coupons in there. And if those are things that you purchase anyway, you might just want to clip those, put them in your wallet or purse, and the next time you go to the supermarket, you have to remember, of course, that you have them with you. And those could save you money. Like I'm sitting here looking at one now on Olay, and I use that anyway, and it's a dollar off. So I'll probably put that so I can use that next time. Anyway, on the other side of the break, we will talk. Of, come back and talk more of our topic of the hour, which is breakfast with champions. Stay tuned for more on the Lisa Lewis Show.
My name is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We're so very thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on TokiNet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. Our downloadable Apple podcast topic is titled Breakfast with Champions. And I thought of this because, well, it's morning time here. And um, I, you all are champions to me. And so I value your feedback and your um, thoughtfulness when you're um, emailing me and you're reviewing the, the podcast. So thank you so much for that. Also, if you go over to Apple Podcasts, then you can also leave a review there. So it helps other people who are looking for a podcast that has to do with, um, you know, real talk, real events, real value has to do with leadership, business, and entrepreneurial type topics, they'll be able to find our podcast. So without further ado, let's talk about, before the break, we talked, we gave you three reasons why, um, three reasons why buying bring power is um, so important to have. And we talked about stretching your budget with barter. Uh, we talked about time, your payments. We talked about joining an association, and um, we talked about seeking at least three bids. You know, I think I did skip over the uh, barter. <laughs> so th- that just means uh, swapping a product or service for another is a good way in order to um, avoid cash outlays and unload slow-moving inventory. So if you want to join a commercial barter club or exchange, all you have to do is um, Google uh, barter and those will come up and then um, you can uh, see which barter broker is right for you in your area. But I learned about um, bartering over probably 11 years ago now and it's when I was working um, at Jim Reynolds LLC as our property manager. And it's been one of the best things that I could have learned um, from my mentor at the time. Uh, he taught me about barter. I'm like, oh, okay. So not everything takes money. You take your product or services, service, and then they barter that. And like, if you need to go get dental work or something like that, and then a dental office is on there, and they need something you have, then you barter that, and then it 
jokes like that. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that, you know, this kind of thing existed. So sometimes it's great to have those older mentors. This guy, he's, uh, you know, an older gentleman. He's a senior citizen, and he's, but he's been able to teach me, you know, so much about um, the business world. And so I appreciated that time that I had there. Next, let's talk about insurance intelligence and the different things that we can do in order to save insurance. So since we know that buying insurance is one of those necessary evils, all smart entrepreneurs have to put up with it. However, that doesn't mean you have to break the bank. Here are some cost-cutting ideas. You can save by association. When looking for insurance, check with your trade association. Many associations offer competitive group insurance. You also could raise your deductible. By raising the deductible on your insurance, it usually means that you'll have lower premiums. Even if you end up having to pay the deductible, it's likely to be less than the amount you save. Make a foul weather friend. By arranging for an alternative place to run your business in case of a major disaster, you may be able to save on business interruption insurance. For instance, you could arrange with a firm in the same industry to use their facilities in case of damage and vice versa. Also, you want to be careful about your office overhead. Some office essentials can nickel and dime you unless you buy smart. So, and you can save up to 60% by using computer, um, by using used computer equipment, copiers, and or office furniture. And hopefully if you're working from home, you already have furniture and you can use that. And then talk to your CPA, your master CPA or uh, CFO to see if that's something that you can uh, write off. Let's see, I also wanted to talk about, I was going to see if I had time, I think I do, penny-pinching promotions. If you want to market your business on a budget, the people you know can help. Here are three ways that the people in your network can assist you in your marketing efforts. Number one is split advertising and promotion costs with neighboring businesses. Gently promote a sidewalk sale or take your marketing alliance further by sharing mailing lists, uh, distribution channels, and suppliers with businesses that sell complimentary goods or services. Number two, you could ask the people you know for help. The kind of support you'd most likely uh, get from your contacts is referrals, the names of specific individuals who need your products and services. So go ahead and just ask. Your contacts can also give prospects your name and number. As the number of referrals you receive increases, so does your potential for increasing the percentage of your business generated through those referrals. And number three, got a happy customer? By telling others what they've gained from using your products or services and presentations or informal conversations, your sources can encourage others to use your products and or services. I always suggest that when you are doing that, if you'd like to do that, is you ask someone to put in, you know, maybe three to five sentences on Yelp or, or that if they 
so are so inclined to write you um, a card, a postcard, or a letter uh, that you can keep in, you know, a book or something, uh, you know, or to put something on your website, send in something, and then you put that, you get your web uh, organizer to put that on your website. So that way, the other people who are coming there to see um, about your business can see the your post customers that was able to glean something from your product. So now we're going to talk about becoming more tech savvy. All right, <laughs> that is so um, that is so important. So some of the things we might want to do um, in order to have the most effect and the least expensive ways of uh, purchasing equipment is your hard drives, right? So you want to make sure that you have a, a hard drive that can back up your primary um, um, videos, such as digital uh, your portable large uh, capacity drive uh, is the way that you can carry hefty business presentations, and there are several solutions that may help meet your goals there, such as uh, CD-ROM, uh, we have the DVD, and then we also um, have other um, uh, other technologies that value that is of value because of the boost performance. So you just have to go and check into that, like go to a Best Buy or someplace like that and talk to them about, um, you know, do you have the fastest uh, drive that you can have? Uh, the processor upgrades and accelerators are good to have too. And of course, your memory is very important because it can help increase the usability of your current computers and one of the most tried and true ways to improve performance is to simply install more random access memory, also known as RAM, R-A-M. Next up, we're going to talk about your shopping list. If your company is going to expand, expend the time and resources on new technology purchases, they need to be worthwhile. Am I right? <laughs> So first up, we want to talk about number one, you probably want to renegotiate, renegotiate existing contracts for services such as network support and consulting. Number two, make sure you need whatever um, new technology you do and do and <laughs> I can't even get it out. You do intend to buy. I couldn't get that out for some reason. And number three, set up a system and to keep doing it, you know. So um, just do what works for you and then check back periodically and make sure that that system is still working. Okay, next up, we want to make sure that we are buying smarter, right? Investing in technology for your business doesn't have to send you to the poorhouse as long as you know how to get the most out of what you can spend, Right. You can also save money by working closely with a value-added reseller, which is known as a BAR. And then see how long they've been in business and whether they have experience serving your particular market. Okay, so next up, we want to talk about back it up. At any time, you could lose your computer equipment whether it's a laptop that gets stolen or a desktop that loot that's lost in a house fire. So be prepared. Back up your data weekly or even daily. Some backup options include portable hard drives, DVD writers, and online 
data. So there are also several networked uh, data storage options, and they include direct attached storage, known as DAS, um, network attached uh, storage, known as um, NAS, <laughs> all because we have all these acronyms, uh, storage area network, which is known as BANS, and they are they create a separate dedicated high performance network that is highly secure and scalable. And then we have the ISCSI span. And this type and this type of fan is um, hold on. It's easy. It's easier to install and it has a lower cost uh, as far as connections. So check that out. And then last but not least is Managed Storage Network. Okay. And that service is offered by specialized service providers. So businesses can contact uh, with these providers who implement and maintain the storage network on an outsourced basis. So regardless of which backup method you choose, remember it's better to be safe than sorry when it comes to your data. That is so true. Next up, we're going to talk about get our marketing act together. Sometimes, you know, I, you know, when I was on Facebook, which I've been on there a lot lately, I was able to do ads and um, people said that those ads did in fact work. And so your goal is to create a combination of daily activities that will help you communicate with existing as well as potential customers. So, um, you can contact them by phone, fax, email, letter, or postcard. You also can send out press releases, sales or follow-up letters, brochures, special offers, information sheets, and or thank you notes. So let's thank those customers that we have and keep them coming and ask them for referrals. So on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and conclude with the topic of the hour, which is titled Breakfast with Champions. And we thank you so much for staying tuned. And we'll be back with more on The Lisa Lou Show. Years ago, some fishermen off the coast of Italy discovered some pottery along with fish in their nets. Divers were called out and discovered an ancient Roman ship whose galley, or caboose, a nautical term for kitchen, was extremely intact. Some of the food uncovered on board was pickled fish, wine, oil, and grain used to make the ship's biscuits, otherwise known as dandy funks. It is thought the 2,000-year-old boat was probably on its way to Spain when it sunk and was covered by layers of mud, baggy wrinkles and all. Baggy wrinkles are another name for the ship's ropes. The mud protected the ship from wear, explaining why the leftover food on board was still in such good condition. We land lovers may not be familiar with leftovers on the sea, but we are familiar with leftovers in our kitchen. It's words you never heard. 
I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. We're so very thankful to have you join us each and every Thursday exclusively on Tokenet Radio. Well, we have another good one for you today. Our Apple podcast topic is titled Breakfast with Champions. So let's delve in, shall we? I so appreciate all of the time that you all are spending with me today on the podcast, and I hope that you are going something from this topic today. Right before the commercial break, we talked about taking time for marketing, how essential that is, and that um, the most important thing is to maintain a, a consistent effort, and this will keep your growth rate steady and enable you to um, effectively build your business over time. Next up, let's talk about following the rules. If you think most rules were made to be broken, you may want to think again. Sometimes thinking outside the box can produce surprisingly positive results. However, generally, not at the expense of tried and true rules for effective marketing. (laughs) So we want to make sure that we, um, you know, um, think about that. And next time, uh, excuse me, next time that we are doing something, we want to make sure that we can gauge, you know, where we've been, where we want to go, and what is going on at the present time. And then I think that will help us to do marketing. Because, you know, I hate to uh, advise people to spend a lot of dollars on like ads, you know, in some of these different apps because you just never know. And if you are, um, a, a, you know, a business that's just trying to survive, that might not be the most effective way in order to get marketing. So you might want to just do, you know, word of mouth. You want, might want to do family and friends. You might want to do email blasts. Um, all of the emails that you own, you might want to send out a blast saying, you know, what your products and services are, you'll be amazed. And maybe uh, if you have 100 people in your phone, you can ask 10 of them, you know, go to do a 10-day um, campaign and, and to reach out to 10 friends or, or um, associates on your phone and ask them to spread the word and have something that they can say, if I send you this email, can you send it to 10 people that you have? 
that they will say yes, and then you pass it along. So in 10 days, you can have 100 people to help you to market your products and services. Also, you could say, if I have, you know, if you have a website, do you mind sharing my website? Like they could have it in, if they're, they're a business person as well, maybe they could have a little spiel at the bottom of their emails. And when they're sending out emails, maybe they could do it a week for you and then you can move on. So if you have a thousand people emails, you can ask a thousand people to do that for you. And then you just never know. So sometimes just doing things like that. When it comes to advertising, it's uh, uh, bigger is usually better, right? So, um, you know, hopefully those things work. Uh, make over your marketing. Have you recently had flat or lackluster sales? If you're predicting more of the same in the coming months, it's time to reassess your marketing strategies, right? So we have to then um, study our audience. The clearest sign that your marketing needs a makeover is when it stops resonating with your target audience. Next up is add value through innovation, right? Entrepreneurial companies excel at innovation. New products and services are created and old ones are tweaked. So shake off your stagnant marketing approach and find new ways to communicate the value of your company's innovations to your target audience. And sometimes our target audiences change, you know? Um, And so we have to make sure that we are looking at that closely and adjusting, you know? Maybe it was for an older market and now you're finding that newbies, people who are in college, you know, are using your product. And so you might have to market differently to those particular um, targets. Uh, next, you want to set the competitive pace. Does your competitive com- competition define your marketing strategy? If you've spent recent years reacting to your competitor's marketing message, it's time to start setting the pace. Monitor their innovations and how they market. However, develop your own campaign that addresses your audience's hot buttons and focuses that can add value. Next, we're going to talk about managing our time for uh, making time for time management. So, filling your time. It's essential that you make time tangible because it moves so fast and it seems so amorphous. But if you think about it, managing your time is identical to organizing your space. A schedule really has boundaries. It has edges. If you start to think of your schedule as a container into which you need to fit a limited number of tasks and are subject, you start to get more selective about what you'll put in them, right? So also, you want to prepare for tomorrow, today. That is so important. I don't know if you've all heard me talk about that. That has helped me with my um, business as well as being a mother. And that's how my mother used to do us as children. We'd come home for the day, Monday, Monday through Friday, and we would get our backpacks ready for the next day. Um, Monday for Tuesday, Tuesday for Wednesday, Wednesday for Thursday, and then Friday for Monday. And then that way, the weekend is free. You don't have to worry about that. You do it right after school, right, before you rest. 
And um, so that's how I do with my children as well. You know, let's do the backpack the night before. Let's try to, you know, let's see what the weather is like. Let's pick out the clothes the night before. Let's free do the lunch pail with all of the non-perishables, the things that don't need to be refrigerated. You know, put the napkins in there. If we have applesauce or something, make sure that we put the spoon. There's nothing more, you know, um, irritating than if you're having applesauce. (laughs) And you forget the spoon. So if you pack the night before those type of things and napkins, of course, um, and then if there's some, you know, condiments that they may need to go with their hot dog or something like that, as long as you pack those things the night before, then it makes for a better morning. That way, if you happen to wake up late or something, then at least those things that have been pre-done, it pays off. It really does. And at the end of each workday, you can take a blank sheet of paper and write down everything you must accomplish tomorrow in the order that the task should be done. And then the next day, you won't have to decide what to do first. And crossing off the things you accomplish will give you a great sense of satisfaction. So don't let the simplicity of a to-do list fool you. It's one of the best time management tools ever created. And I think you should create a to-do list each day or at least weekly. This will give you an overview of what to expect each week and give you time to make any changes in advance. You can use it in combination with a calendar and keep in mind that to-do lists are for tasks to be completed while a calendar is for recording appointments. So let's talk about, is this worth my time? Throughout the day, periodically stop what you're doing and ask yourself if what you're doing is the best use of your time. Ask yourself these few questions and you'll be able to answer the question. (laughs) First up, is the task you're working on a top priority? Next, is the task going to to increase your business or income? Next, Does the task correspond with your goals? And last but not least, is it a task that someone else could handle, leaving you free to handle more important tasks? If you answered no to any of the the questions, then switch to another task or delegate the task to someone else. Next, we often want to know how long will it take, right? One skill entrepreneurs should tackle first is the skill of estimating how long things take. And that's a very simple skill to develop. You just have to do, to concentrate on it. If you ask the best time managers to do anything, they say, how long is that going to take me? I have to gather the equipment. I have to set it up. I have to check for batteries. I have to sit down and think a little bit. If you go through this process, then you're in the position to make smart decisions about which tasks you will do, which tasks you won't, and what you should delegate, and how you can create shortcuts. It is indeed a breakthrough skill. Often we want to know, also, where does the time go, right? Examine your working hours as you're going through each week. You'll need to keep a log of your time for several weeks. Once the log is complete, sit down and evaluate where the time went. Upon reviewing the log for each entry, ask yourself, is the task necessary? 
then if it's necessary acts, should I be the one who performs it? Immediately drop your future schedule uh, those, from those unnecessary tasks, as well as any undertaking that does, doesn't contribute to the business in a real way. That is essential. So at the end of the day, let's see, let's go over. I want to see what can we do as um, a takeaway. Um, if you find yourself, here's something that I have found. If you find yourself spending extra money, the first thing you should do is sit down with your CFO and accountant to do some serious projections, right? Look at the operating cycle of your business and how much cash you're expected to turn under normal circumstances. Then make sure the extra money really is excess and not a one-time bump from an unusual sale or savings from a one-time cost cut. Then if you have extra savings, pay down your debts, and once that's done, look at improvements that won't add a fixed, fixed future cost. This is so important for the success of your business. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Lisa Lewis Show, and have a thankful Thursday. Bye-bye. Remember, if it's Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movements.